0: what's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the first Defense audio installment this is episode 22 and we're going to be talking about texas and what an insane race it was probably the worst race of the year um we'll talk about qualifying what i thought of that the crazy confusing format more tire issues wrecks cautions black flags the blaney window net problems and more so before we get into it, follow me on my other socials at First Offense and I hope you guys like this episode. Let's get into it. So the first thing I, I'll say is I didn't really like qualifying that much. It was okay, it was kinda cool they did something different, but it wasn't the idea was there but the actual like racing aspect of it. A lot of it was like lane choice and other things like that. So I, I don't I guess it was a good idea but it didn't really work out good. Um, even at the end, Blaney said you know lane choice was really a big factor in it and he kind of got screwed on that aspect but that was like a little tiny fraction of the horrible things to go wrong this weekend so first off right off the bat Bush jumped out to the lead and just drove away no one could even get close to him he would just he if he hadn't blown a tire he would have easily just, Driven away, driven away every time by, what is it, 5 tenths of a second, because anytime they get within 3 tenths, 4 tenths, that's when he just takes the air off the nose of the car, and then that's it, it's all over, so um yeah, I mean it sh- proves that Texas is probably the worst track on the circuit in my opinion, I don't I can't think of any that are worse than it it just performs so bad day in and day out um there's just no passing it's just there's no there's only two grooves if that it's just not it's just they they gotta stop going there somehow re- fix the track i don't know what it would take if it needs to be ripped apart and turned into a short track or what but it's just i'm sick of it so Another thing I want to talk about is that the tire issues. Goodyear still, it's I. They're saying it's not Goodyear, and it's um, the teams, the setups they're putting in. But now that I see Bush blow a tire, no JGR cars were blowing tires as much as like the Chevy. So all of a sudden, the JGR t- cars are blowing tires. I don't know what that could be. Maybe it is Goodyear. Maybe they are bringing a horrible tire. I don't, they can't even run 30 laps without cutting them. And that was one of the worst wrecks probably of the year. I don't, I can't think of one. I mean, Chastain, they said he was going 185 when he hit Bush. And I thought that when Chastain hit Elliott, that was even worse. Or vice versa when, yeah, when Chastain hit Elliott and Elliott went plowing into the wall, that was even arguably a worse hit than Kyle Busch. When it came to the format, I didn't even bother trying to read about it before and figure it out. I just wanted to see what it'd be like as a normal fan to like turn the race on and try to keep up. But it was just so completely out of control that it just you couldn't even keep up with it. They just they got to change the whole format. They got to change everything.
1: I actually came up with my own idea on what it the all-star race should be. I see a ton of people. Um, Jeff Gluck said it'd be cool if they had a race where the last driver every, like, three laps, five laps gets eliminated. So, say, if there's only 20 cars, after three laps, 20th place will get eliminated. I think that's a really cool idea because, um, you know, as they... The racing is actually in the back rather than the front. Obviously, eventually, they're going to be racing for the lead because... The last car is going to be eliminated, but it'd be really cool to see the field get smaller and smaller, and guys going to pit road after being eliminated, so my idea was they should do it at Bristol. I think they should just go right to the best track on the schedule, and I was actually looking on Bristol's Facebook, I mean their Instagram, the dirt's off the track so they can go there. Obviously, it's like a lot bigger than just that. but. That track should have three races, I mean at least two asphalt races, so I have no problem with them going there, and I think they should do it where it's maybe, they should just go unrestricted horsepower, low down force, like make it be one of the fastest races of the year, and that'd be awesome, I think that would make for an insane race, at least better than what we have now. I don't know if it should be an intermediate when Bristol can put on one of the best races of the year, year in and year out. So if they had like the Bristol night race atmosphere, that would be crazy. I'd definitely be better than Texas, that's for sure. It'd even be cool if they went to like a quarter mile track or did something with their, I don't know, maybe make Bristol dirt the all-star race. Just anything other than this. I even would have rather have it be at Charlotte. I also liked when they did the pit. Um, Competition where the driver Gets to fly in and there's no pit road speed That was awesome too But let me know what you guys Came up with for ideas I see a lot of cool ones out there Definitely a lot that are better than this Alright now I want to talk about the caution So obviously NASCAR just That was a NASCAR caution That was the only reason But then Blaney took his window net down And they didn't win and I honestly think he should have been black flagged because I don't think you can just like NASCAR is just completely bending the rules. I don't think you should sacrifice the safety of a driver over because you made a horrible call. I think you should black flag him and then you have to take the repercussions rather than leaving him out there. And the other thing is Blaney's team probably should have... I'm sure that was in the rules, that was in the driver meeting. They should have clearly, they didn't research it enough to know that the um, race was going to have to end under checkered, a checkered flag. So yeah, I really think he should have been black flagged, but obviously NASCAR was in a corner. They should have never threw the caution, but I think if they black flagged him, so many people would have been mad if like Hamlin won that then... It would have put way more pressure on NASCAR to never make that mistake again even though it would have punished Blaney. Still, I think, I really think they should have black flagged him because they just, the only reason they didn't is to save themselves. With that being said, I think the first offense move of the race is going to go to Blaney for just driving with the window net kind of like half attached. It was It was funny, when he actually took it down, when he officially won, it looked so weird. There was, like, all kinds of stuff attached to it. He took, like, some kind of strap, I think, to somewhat fasten it. And I I think NASCAR just pretended they didn't even see it because they were showing it, showing it, and then they didn't say anything, and they went green. Um, Pete, a lot of uh, the announcers were saying they should let him pit, but that'd just be insane to let him pit, fix it, and drive out. It's just... It's typical NASCAR just making huge mistakes. But I think next week's race is going to be really good, the Coke 600. I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be better than last year's. If Goodyear tires are as bad as they are, it's going to be insane. So let me calculate this right now. So if a tire lasts, I don't know, we could be conservative and say, 30 40 laps So the, there's 400 laps So say 40 um, 40 laps A tire can last That means they're going to have to pit 10 times but They can't Hypothetically they can't even go 40 laps I don't think they're probably going to be going 30 And having cut tires So if you do 400 So 400 by 30 so 13 times they're gonna have to pit so they're gonna need at least 13 sets of tires it's just this could be really bad i don't know i mean i i think part of it is definitely the teams are running their setups really sharp to try to get speed especially the chevys because they're behind already behind gibbs but bush has never cut a tire hamlin i don't think he's cut a tire maybe bell and truex cut one but it wasn't anything major so clearly it's got to be Goodyear too because those Gibbs cars have been better than most and they're cutting them now too so uh, who knows what's going on if Tony Stewart was in the series still he'd be going nuts on Goodyear I'm surprised Kyle Bush didn't when he cut those tires I mean he cut his tire especially because it ended up he was in such a bad spot in the trial. oval that's another thing. I don't know why he went to the bottom. I mean, I'm assuming that was he was just screwed either way. Because if he was trying to cut that the last leg of the tri-oval, then he would have been right out of harm's way. Like he was really close. So if he had gotten there, it would have been fine. But a lot of people I saw blaming him. I just think if he went high and he like got up on the banking and then. Spun down the track he could have taken out the whole field But I also don't know why Chastain was running so low The groove seemed like it was about two car widths up from where Chastain was running So I'm assuming his spotters said wrecking, wrecking, wrecking or whatever Go low or just he went low and that's what happened But I think he had plenty of room to go high he Just It was just nothing either of them could do about it I can't really blame Either of them, but the all-show no-go car of the race is going to have to go to Kyle Bush with that cool M&M's Crunchy Cookie, qualified on pole, fastest pit crew, and then that happens, led the first, I don't think it was 45 laps, probably would have won the whole thing. He's had some bad luck between this, Darlington wrecked by a um, lap car, Dover leading most of the race. he was at like 103. Caution comes out when he pits. Last year, last week at Kansas, he had a good race. It would have been tough if it was a non-points-paying race. That He would have been way more mad, I think. But I think he's going to be tough to beat next week at the Coke 600. Him, Larson, Hamlin, I expect those three. Maybe Blaney. Elliott might make his way up there, but I think it's going to go to one of those three drivers especially kyle bush i really think he's the best on intermediates right now so still not seeing much from truex i think byron's definitely got the speed to go up there and contend for the win i don't know if he's at the level where he can put together he definitely can i just don't know if it'll be i think it'll be a lot harder for him than other drivers like hamlin bush larson even elliot i can see winning it for sure but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Charlotte. I think it's going to be a good race. I think it, it, it needs to be too after Texas. Even though it's going to be a really long race, it's going to be the best drivers. They're going to pass and make their way through the field. They'll, they'll have plenty of time to make their way up if they qualify bad, work on the car, whatever. So yeah, I am really am looking forward to it. So before we get into race picks, I want to mention one more thing. I saw some fans that were at the race saying Texas Motor Speedway was actually advertising for All-Star Race in 2023. This doesn't really mean anything because they can just refund them and or offer them tickets to the fall race or whatever. So I don't know how much you can look into it. I think they're just going to do this because they got to get tickets sold. They got to get it in people's heads. I also saw something where I'm not sure who it was. Someone in NASCAR saying that just a select few fans are the ones complaining about it. But Jeff Gluck's poll, which everyone knows about it and that uses Twitter and everything and knows, follows NASCAR, has its scoring the lowest of all time. And he's done it since, I think he's done it since as early as 2014, maybe. I know he did it in 2015, 2016. I'm not sure how early, but that the lowest one. It's at 11%. It was at 10% when I voted. 30,000 votes. Yep, I think that's the lowest one. I think 16% is the lowest, and this beat it by 5%. So it's it can't be at Texas. 30,000 people voting. That's nuts. I really. They just got to get it out of Texas. It'd be cool if they did it at a stadium like the Bush Clash. All right, so now we're going to get into race picks for the Coke 600. What's up, guys? We're getting into race picks now. Um, I accidentally picked Hamlin twice in a row somehow. I don't know how it happened, so I got disqualified. Ended up giving the win to Garner, picked picked Elliott. The score is 14-9-8. And yeah, Penny can't make it because the later race kinda threw us off schedule. So yeah, alright, Garner gets first pick.
0: Um, for my underdog I'm gonna pick Bob Wallace and And for my main pick I'm gonna pick Denny Hamlin.
1: Alright. I'm taking Kyle Bush and Suarez. And Penna went with Elliot and Eric All Alright guys, let me know who you're taking for the for your picks. Yeah, we'll see you next week for the update on the score. Alright guys, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow me on all the other socials at First Or Friends, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, pretty much everything. Um Let me know what you thought about Texas and also, don't forget, you can leave your own feedback at anchor.fm slash feedback and I'll put it in the podcast and let you know what I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Coke 600. I really think it's going to be a good race. starts at 6. Memorial Day weekend should be cool. Um, I think it's going to be fun, and I think there's going to be passing, and I think the best driver, best car is definitely going to win. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Again, hope you guys like this episode. See you next week and have a good week.